Welcome to the Audit Podcast, the number one podcast for the audit profession. Be sure to check the show notes for all of our social media channels and to sign up for the Audit Podcast newsletter. Now, here's your host, Trent Russell. This podcast is sponsored by Green Skies Analytics, where they do everything tech-related, but only for internal audit. Although compliance and risk management, y'all are cool too, so feel free to check it out also. To find out more, please visit greenskiesanalytics.com, but it's more likely that you're just going to Google it. So to find out more, please Google Green Skies Analytics. This podcast is also brought to you by AuditBoard, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. AuditBoard's integrated suite of easy-to-use audit, risk, and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. Automate processes and improve execution with AuditBoard's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit AuditBoard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see AuditBoard's award-winning platform in action today. Today we have Jody Patterson on the show. Jody's the former CEO turned executive chairman of ERP Maestro, which is a tool, a uh, software for automating access controls. Um, we don't really talk about the tool very much, um, but it is very cool. So uh, check it out. There's a link in the show notes for you there. Um, also put a link to Jody's email. Uh, if you have any questions or anything you want to talk about it, feel free to reach out to Jody um, directly. Um, and of course, we're talking access controls, trends and access controls. Um, also talking um, Jody's advice for companies to think through as the audit season's coming up, at least for kind of the 1231s. Um, and of course, we're talking about automating access controls. So here we go. Hope you enjoy. All right. Well, Jody, appreciate you uh, coming on today. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your background in the audit world. Yeah, well, thank you, Trent. Thanks for taking the time to, to meet with me today. Um, it's a real pleasure. So actually, I started at KPMG in South Africa about 20 years ago. And the days when Sarbanes-Oxley just really came out and nobody actually knew what they were doing with the designer controls. I was actually back then that I began to specialize in controls for access to programs. Um, I focused in on SAP. In fact, actually General Motors had some requests just to uh, completely redesign their SAP security to be compliant. Um, and today it's really a common request, but back then it was just uh, it was unheard of. So in the end, we managed to create a new way of doing it that saved a bunch of time, a bunch of money, and that caught the eyes of the leaders uh, in KPMG and uh, in the US. And that's actually how I ended up being in the US. I ran security projects, uh, trained the teams over here on how to best design security for their customers. I was actually a pretty big success and we solved some, some sticky problems for uh, some of the, the largest companies in the world today. And it was then that I was presenting at conferences uh, and customers were asking me questions about the availability of of automated software for this kind of methodology. And I, and I just, I really just couldn't answer because it wasn't, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty um, human heavy. Um, that was about 10 years ago. And I decided to create a product which ultimately became ERP Maestro. So I left what was really a fast track career to partnership with KPMG. And I built a product and I launched a new company that focused on managing controls around access. 
-hmm. And that's been going on for seven years and the company has really grown immensely. Uh, we've won multiple awards. We've, we've onboarded some of the largest companies in the world. And it now even has multiple audit firms using the software to do the audits of their customers. And then up until last year, I, I, I ran it as the CEO. And last year, we were actually fortunate to attract the, the global head of European advisory for, of KPMG to take over the company. And I, I moved to board chair. So as the, the former CEO, and now you're the board chair, and in those, those positions and having to kind of look forward and, and like identify the trends that are going on, what are the trends that you're seeing relative to the audit world or access controls? What, like, what trends are you seeing this year? Yeah, well, we can't really get away with anything today without talking about COVID, right? Of course, of course. It's uprooted everything that, that, that we thought was normal. Um, but even before 2020, internal risks and business systems like SAP have been on a really big upswing. Uh, since there was and is such a high availability of affordable and automated solutions, uh, the external and internal audit teams, they begin increasing the standards that we actually get measured by uh, for the design of our, our, our controls around managing access. Now, we all saw it. There's, there was an increase in focus on attacks from external parties, and there's also an increase in the amount of fraud each year. So it was only logical to expect that standards and, and the expectation uh, of the strength of those controls should increase as well. But it's not to add more to the stresses of this current pandemic, but there's also a real cause for concern for these risks to increase even more because of it. So you have the, the work from home theme. It's gonna continue in some way, shape or form uh, yet to be determined. Um, companies have also needed to cut costs. So support functions like audit, IT or security professionals, they're being let go or they're being furloughed. So auditors have generally found themselves struggling to conduct audits in remote work environments. And yet at no time has audit work really been as important as now. So those are some of the trends we're seeing. And so with that, then what, what are some things that audit can do um, to help protect themselves or, or rather protect the companies, uh, their companies now and, and going forward? Yeah. Okay. So, I have three things really on that topic. Um, keep focus on security. Have you seen the stock prices for companies that focus on security and, and virtualization? It's looking good. They're, they're really doing well, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a reason for it. Managing your security in a remote uh, work from home scenario, it really has these, these challenges and these, these risks. And software makes those challenges less and it largely mitigates many of the risks associated with that. So I think that once organizations have solved the processes of granting access to critical systems, then what should follow, it's, it's, it's a focus on managing the risk associated with that access, making sure that this, this beautiful security design concept that was implemented is actually maintained. Um, there, there needs to be a focus on this, the, the, the internal security, which is access controls, as well as external uh, security around the, the network's perimeter. Right. Now, now much of this is not really rocket science, but the, the issue is that suddenly needing people to work remotely for an extended time after being used to managing these controls centrally, it, it just leads to all sorts of issues. So secondly, my experience has taught me that in order to adequately manage your risk to make audits more efficient and effective, you, you need to use automated tools. 
actually in, in uh, a lot of my presentations and, and not just my presentations many other consultants in the field that that have have much more experience than even than, than i do uh, this is one of the most pressed topics because not just to reduce the risk but also to cut down the work and the errors and even the cost of these audits i mean trying to prove completeness and accuracy in the the world of complexity that we're in now and the the systems and processes that are out there and the, the scope of them, you have to use automation. So we're talking about automation, or you mentioned automation in the control process. And I know a lot of the literature, a lot of the marketing that I see being in, you know, the analytics and the automation space myself is, a, is it can kind of be confusing in terms of sometimes people say analytics and they mean automation. Sometimes they say mm -hmm. automation and analytics really or um, they'll say, you know, RPA. And so there's just kind of confusion, I think, sometimes from, from the people that I talk to. Um, so just as an example, and you kind of being like the expert in this field, could you give us an example of automating the control, what that kind of looks like? Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's definitely not, I wasn't referring to RPAs. Um, when, I, when I talk about automation, I'm talking about, let's use access reviews for an example. Perfect. Access reviews is uh, a common control that most organizations, if not all, have to execute at least at a minimum on an annual basis. You need to know that people within your company uh, only have access to the functionality that they need to have access to that, that, that is representative of the job that they are doing. Uh, in order to do that, what do you do? You extracting a whole bunch of data out of your, your systems. You might have multiple ERPs. You may have multiple um, systems within scope. So you go and you're extracting all that data. You're collating all of that data into a central repository. And then you are taking um, people's job uh, requirements, um, um, matching the HR data into that file. And then you're sending out to all of the managers within the company a file of all the employees and what they have access to and what they can do with that access. That alone has a significant number of control fail points because you've got to, teach, you've got to prove completeness and accuracy in how you do that. Let alone the next step where you've got to send it out to thousands of, well, not, maybe not thousands, but usually it's thousands of people within your company to check the access within their business units. Try and get that data back and collate it in a complete and accurate way. So this is a pain point that a lot of companies go through, and it's typically a two to three month endeavor of a multi-team um, set of IT auditors or internal auditors in the company. Um, if you're lucky, when I talk about automation, I'm talking about a system that can go and collect all of the in-scope systems, prove completeness in data extraction, collate all the information, being complete and accurate the entire way, and then sending the data out and managing the process of that access review in a completely automated way. That's automation. And what you gain by that is a simple means to prove completeness, a simple means to complete, uh, prove accuracy. And um, you're taking three months and making it two, three hours. Uh, it's a very simple process. That's, what, that's the power of what automation brings. Hey everyone, thank you for continuing to listen to the show. We want to say thank you again to our sponsors over at AuditBoard, the leading cloud-based platform transforming how enterprises manage risk. AuditBoard's integrated suite of easy to use audit risk and compliance solutions streamlines internal audit, SOX compliance, risk management, and security compliance. 
automate processes and improve execution with AuditBoard's purpose-built solution, which is designed to address the most pressing challenges of today's practitioners. Experience the latest in audit, risk, and compliance technology. Visit auditboard.com to schedule your product walkthrough to see AuditBoard's award-winning platform in action today. Yeah, and I like that example because I know I've seen um, companies where you're talking about, where it is the thousands of people and there's one person that's kind of facilitating the review and they even just getting for their their one application they get the the control list or the, the user access listing they break it down for each manager that has someone reporting to them uh sends out the list to them and this was on a quarterly basis it was a nightmare would send it to them and they would have to approve it kick it back and this is all in email the um, person facilitating yeah. it would have to follow up. Hey, did you send this? Hey, did you send this? Can you send this? Can you send yours? Of course, nobody wants to do that, especially quarterly. Have to deal with that all the time. Um, and then, you know, as the auditor, you had to look at it and say, we had to test it, it was such a pain. Uh, just completeness and accuracy to see if all the managers sent the review back to the mm -hmm. facilitator to make the changes that need to be made. Um, and that was just, it was a complete nightmare. So, um, and I, I've seen, you're talking about, you know, your solutions and out of the box uh, solution. And I remember one of the first couple engagements I was on an external audit and this, it was the same thing, user access reviews. And they had, they had done, this is a huge, huge company and they had custom built their own tool like you're talking about. And the amount of issues that we found because it was a custom thing for them, you know, and there's, there's fail points just within that customization. Um, it was I mean, every year we found something and had to say, this is wrong. This is wrong. So it's a different thing. Yeah. So something goes wrong along the way. Yeah. Every year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Wait until you have to try and uh, question the managers, whether or not they understood the uh, content of the access that they are reviewing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how do you do that? You have access to role XR 97. What that, what does that even mean? What does that do? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And what risk does that represent to your company? Perfect. If, yeah. if the manager who's doing the review can't answer those questions, what's the value of the review? Yeah, exactly. These automated systems, one can argue that uh, they are extremely expensive and they're cumbersome to implement, which is very true. I'm not going to say it's not. However, about eight to 10 years ago, we had this wonderful new technology, which was somebody else's computer, AKA the cloud. Yeah, I see. What it did was it allowed us to leverage the agility of computing um, and multi-use platforms. In short, what that meant is you can now get something that is extremely uh, uh, effective for a very affordable price and extremely low complexity to get up and running. That is not just true for the solution that we created, it's true for most cloud-based adaptations of products that are solving the same problem, but just doing it in a unique way that adds significant value to companies. That then leads to the, the, the final point, which is if you need to look after security and you are, and, and there are solutions out there that provide you automation, and cloud-based approaches to managing those solutions is making it simpler uh, and more affordable for you to take advantage. The expectation now is that you use it. 
And that is why audit standards are increasing. Nice. Yeah, that makes tons of sense. I mean, it's cheaper, it's easier. What else could you ask for in technology? Exactly. Perfect. So with that, then uh, thinking about uh, you know, moving forward with technology and it becoming cheaper and it becoming easier. Um, where do you see things as far as what's going to change for companies moving forward with the pandemic? Well, okay. Well, the work from home theme is here to stay really. Uh, while newer companies like ours, we didn't really skip a beat when it came to switching to remote workers. Most companies had to make significant changes to their IT architecture in order to support it. And now that systems and processes are in place, the benefits are really gonna be experienced and we're experiencing it now. It's difficult to see the world changing back. Now, we, of course, I'm not gonna talk about, uh, I'm, I'm really only talking about office work environments. Right. So certainly in some way, shape or form, we're going to see a rise in remote workers. A rise in what? A, a, a rise in remote workers. Gotcha, yep. Uh, it was happening before the pandemic. The pandemic just literally accelerated it beyond what we thought was possible. Yeah. But as a result of this, there's really going to be a greater focus on the risk that internal employees have within a company. Mm -hmm. It wasn't there before, it's just, it's accelerating now. And I see the importance of internal audit teams increasing. I see the importance of leveraging distributed cloud-based systems increasing. And really this pandemic has opened people's eyes to the benefits the cloud technology can provide in terms of the agility and overall cost savings. Um, just look at look at our company, for example. We are new. We're seven, eight years old now. We started at the beginning when we weren't encumbered by uh, a bunch of solutions in our in our product set that, that if we all went remote, we suddenly had to uh, uh, implement complex access controls and um, send um, uh, 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 um, put controls out uh, uh, in the market that we um, VPNs, etc. We didn't need to do any of that because we already were leveraging these cloud-based systems that allowed us to just switch off on a beat. Companies have now started to use these same systems, uh, be it Citrix, be it, be it any one of these cloud-based products that allow them to leverage remote workers, and they're seeing the benefit that they can control security remotely. That's not going to change. It's going to continue accelerating. Yeah, I think it's the. I think people are hearing officially now we're working from home for the long term uh, with some groups that I've talked to anyway, they've said, we've kind of, we've proven that we can do it. It's not a, you know, we're going to do this for the next three months and then we'll revisit it. It's, you know, I think people are starting to get the directives now um, work from home full time for the rest of your career, basically, you know, I've started to hear more and more people say that. So yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Cool within reason right i don't think every function can work remotely in perpetuum um i also after the pandemic of course and, yeah. and the, the scariness is over but i of course i love the face-to-face -face interaction and the the, the the ability to brainstorm um you want to have still some of that yeah but as far as the core operations of an organization and the, the full-time expectation of nine to five yeah absolutely it's that's gone yeah, within the, the audit world, I think it's it's important to be on site because you do get that, the hallway conversations, mm -hmm. you get the elevator conversations. Um, it's easier to develop a relationship, a trusting relationship with someone face-to-face. -face. So um, like we can go through the whole risk assessment process and use the data and all that, you know, like mm -hmm. cool stuff. And it's obviously really valuable, but 
um, to have somebody kind of low key on the side go, Hey, you know, we got this thing going on over here. That's, uh, not looking, not looking good. And to be able to, you know, work on that because of that relationship, um, mm-hmm. I was worried there's a ton of value. So there's, there's a place for remote and onsite. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely agree. So what's one big misconception about access control software? Well, well, sadly, there are a lot of people that think you can get along without them or, or limp by with, with doing it manually. Uh, and as I mentioned before, that because you have all this automation, the, the, the expectation really is that you can't do that anymore. Uh-huh. Um, you just can't do that today because the, the systems and processes have become so complex and the security architectures are so complex and the expectations of external auditors are actually internal and external are becoming so high because of the availability of these, these, these um, affordable automation software packages. I'll give you an example of the type of complexity we're talking about. Um, SAP, really, it started in the 70s. The security architecture back then was good for back then. Then they realized, hey, we need to adapt, and they put a patch on top. Security became a bit more complex. And then they put a patch on top of that. And then EC, then, 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 uh, uh, R3 came out and they came out with this concept of roles, but they didn't want to get rid of profiles. So they put that on top of the security. And then what became of it as S4 is now coming into the fray is this massively complex set of security structures that require you to practically get a degree to manage it. Now take that and throw it across 60,000 employees globally in multiple locations and yeah. try and make that dynamic. You, it's very tough to keep control. And the expectation that you are 100% uh, secure is just, that's just, you can't, you can't be secure. So controls there uh, and doing it in, a, in an automated fashion that can analyze that depth of security and the complexity of that security is just paramount. You have to do it. We've actually found that there's like this, this, this number. When you start getting over 150, 200 employees, that's when manually managing this just becomes unmanageable. Oh, really? But you can kind of, you can kind of stay on top of it uh, under that. But um, not many companies today only have 100 employees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be fair. What are you talking about? Five, 10, 50, 60,000? Yeah. I mean, that's the average. And so we're talking about audit and external audit um, and having to review these, the access controls. Um, what advice do you have for companies as audit season's kind of approaching with all the change that's been going on? Um, what advice do you have for those folks? So, well, I'm no longer a practicing risk management consultant or, or really an audit any longer, but I interact with a lot of our customers and I can tell you what they are doing, uh, which I think will be a very good representation for uh, what a lot of companies around the, the, the U.S. are doing. Now, furloughs and work from home have had the potential to impact audit and compliance activities. We're, we're all feeling it, we're all seeing it. But honestly, things have changed so much these last several months. You really just, our customers ask themselves these questions, are your controls still designed correctly? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they still operating effectively? Are the risk owners still employed at the company? I mean, just like so much has changed. I've seen a lot of companies kick off fresh risk reviews as a result. Uh, they want to rationalize their risk matrices. Uh, many of the, our customers have actually come to us, they're reviewing our control libraries 
uh, in our system as a result, and they're asking our team to assist. So that, that's a lot of stuff. But that's a lot. We're, we're seeing a lot of that. Now, I've not seen a decreased focus on controls, though. I mean, we, we all get it. Um, it's actually quite the opposite. The internal audit teams are very busy. And we're actually feeling a, a ton of that. When, when, when the internal audit teams of our customers are busy, we're busy. And there's a great deal more focus on the risk analysis application. Uh, the access review systems uh, are being kicked off, being kicked off in, in um, uh, quite a bit. Uh, and in, our emergency access management system is being used at, at a significantly amount, a significantly larger amount now. Uh, we don't yet know the reason why more access reviews are being kicked off, but our our we're, we're thinking it's because our customers are are cleaning up house. They're, they realize there are issues and now during this time frame, the security administrators are using that time to clean up the security because they realize the, the, the impact. Mm -hmm. And as a result, our system's being used more. Right. Um, uh, really to prepare, our customers are putting emphasis on the strength of their controls around access during, during this time, as I mentioned. And um, also to add, um, a lot of companies have changed their policies and procedures because a lot of them aren't catering for remote working. And when you change your policies and procedures, your access needs to change as well. Gotcha. Well, I thought this conversation was interesting to me at least um, because I was telling you the story about the, the old way or when uh, the old way, I guess also, as well as, the company that had something similar to what you guys have built, but they did it in-house and it was kind of a mess pretty much every year. Uh, so to kind of see that and then to see how it's evolved and we we're talking about how simple it is and, and um, how cheaper, you know, how much cheaper things are. Um, to me, I thought it was, it was very interesting. So um, I really appreciate you coming on and, and, um, and sharing that. If the folks, the listeners want to learn more or reach out to you, what's the, the best way they can do that? Oh, so you can email me, jody.patterson at europeanmaestro.com. I'd be happy to answer any questions. Um, we go to a lot of conferences as well. So, well, now, do we? Yeah. Considering COVID. Um, but if there are any conferences and you see us, please feel free to, to attend or reach out to me as well. Okay. And I'll add your email into the show notes um, so that the folks that okay. they want to reach out to you, they can. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, with that, I appreciate it. Thank you. Nice meeting you, Trent. Hey, everyone. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Audit Podcast. Whatever platform you're listening on right now, I'm sure there's a subscribe button somewhere. So please hit the subscribe button there. If you're listening through iTunes or Spotify, feel free to go give us that five-star rating. It only took me about 16 seconds to give myself a five-star review. And it really helps to get future guests to come on the show. So we'd really appreciate that. Lastly, be sure to check out the show notes and follow us on all our social media channels on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on TikTok. Also, if interested, please sign up for our weekly newsletter from the Audit Podcast. Thank you all. Have a great one.